Hello, and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and welcome to another day of Inspiration Mondays, and uh, where we encourage you, whether you're on the road, taking care of work, business, running a team in an office, homeschooling kids, um, starting a business from home, uh, just want to encourage you. Uh, life isn't always easy by any means, as we all know but may this be uh, something that you can take nuggets from each Monday and apply to your life throughout the week. With that said, let's get started. Um, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to just come here today and to just speak a word of encouragement to encourage all the listeners to keep going, to keep pursuing it, to keep running, to keep jumping, and just to keep going and keeping their eye on whatever prize you have put before them. And most of all, our prize should be you, Father. And we thank you for the opportunity to have the breath of life and to see another beautiful day to bring about change and be change advocates in the life of those around us in our community. So we thank you now and in Jesus name. Amen. All right, everyone. So again, my name is John Savage and my wife, Leah Savage, is not with me today. She is with the kids and she is working um, in education. She uh, works from home, works with uh, families who are dealing with different situations, um, challenging situations, um, needing different social services, support and encouragement throughout the week. And so I just want to acknowledge her and all of her wisdom and all of her support and love, not only for our family, but that she shows to others in the educational system. And I wish there were more educators and supporters and staff admin like her. And there are many out there. So just want to acknowledge all of you as well. So today we're going to be talking about pursuing your calling, pursuing your calling. So every individual on the face of this earth, this planet, we have been called to something to something great, but each of us has something a little bit different or drastically different that we're called to do that no one else in this world can do like we can do it because there's no one else like us. We're the only one with our exact DNA and fingerprint. Each of us can discover what that is, whatever we're called to. It's a process of discovery. And once we find out, what that is, then we need to seek daily to pursue that and to focus on it and to fulfill the calling that we've been given. We must do our best to understand our calling as well. And like I said, it's a process, it's a journey. So we must pursue, seek, understand, and also nurture it. Whatever we've been called to do along the way, we're not going to have all the answers up front. Some people might have more of knowing exactly what it is they're going to be doing. They might be an astronaut and their mind is set on and they just have this ability to just lock in and every step of the way, every year, every month for 15, 20 years, they lock in and those things happen. But for most of us, it's definitely a journey and a process of a little bit longer once we get out of grade school, once we get out of our parents' home and get settled and start a family and working. So whatever you're called to and just encourage you, write it down, whatever you're getting along the way, revisit it often, adjust your goals, be flexible. One thing that we all, that is certain that you will at some point in life 
face challenges and setbacks and disappointments. And that's okay. See, we've been lied to many times and, and taught that you've done something so wrong or you should have done it this way, you should have done it that way. In most cases, and for most things in our life, that's not really true. We do with what we know. I'd, I'll take any person any day who, even if they're not the best, but they're doing their best to get better, to be a better person, to be a better friend, to be a better employee, student, whatever it is, even if they have some major challenges, I can work with that person who's taking steps to try than someone who doesn't do anything at all. So never discount someone, even yourself, especially along the way in your journey to discovering whether you, your purpose, your calling in life, um, even once you know what that calling is, but you don't understand from A to Z how to get there, it's okay. What you're doing in the process is you're learning, you're getting better, you're accumulating tools and skill sets you're taking and you're, you're, you're building on over time. And just want to give you some here, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Remember, for those of you know who've read in your Bible, Abram was called by Yahweh to leave his people, literally leave his homeland, leave everything he knew where he grew up, where he started to build things and establish something in his family, Sarai. And Yahweh came to him one day and said, leave everything, leave your parents, leave your people and go. And he did. And see, he was called to go to a place that he didn't know, a place that he was not sure of, where he was headed, how he was getting there. But he listened to the voice of Yahweh, who we also in this case know as El Barith, because later on he made a covenant with Abram and called his name, changed it to Abraham, to mean a father of many or father of many nations. But by faith, Abram went. And he had to get up and he go and go and leave everything. But in the going, in the doing, and taking steps, and that's what I would encourage each of you. Step forward, keep going, keep doing. Don't worry about what you think you have or don't have or what you think should be perfected or this isn't as smooth of a delivery. I've dealt with that at times, wanting things to be a certain way. And then either freeze up because it wasn't perfect, my mind started processing, or it's like, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer and keep working on this, keep perfecting. Well, sometimes you, what happens is things are being perfected, but you never reach the point of perfection. So just acknowledge that and it's okay. But in context, you're perfecting something over time. In other words, you're making it better and better and better. You gain more understanding, you gain wisdom, you gain knowledge. And this is what Abram did. And there were some things that he dealt with, with doubt and challenges and family matters and having a child uh, by servant uh, Ishmael's mother. And so, as we know today, that became another great, powerful nation and great, powerful people to this day. So, each of you have to answer your own call. Whatever that is, some of us, it may have been delayed. Some of us men dealt with fear and doubt, unbelief, or felt like we can't do it till we retire from this job, or we got to have all this money, or we don't have enough knowledge, or I don't know where to start, or I was born poor, or, you know, I was incarcerated, or um, whatever the, the reason might be. There's a ton of excuses. And nobody knows your situation better than you. But if God has called you, 
he's telling you something more than what he may have said in the moment. So that's where we have to trust in our gut and believe that he's called me to something. I don't know what all to do, but I do know the 2% of where I can start. And that's where you start. If you feel like all you have is I got a step, I got a building, I got a plan, I can write good, but I don't know how to design this. Don't worry about that. Do what you can do. And as you do that along the journey in life, your calling will continue to unfold and things that are to be put in your path. So whether you're supposed to be a great financier, you're supposed to be a major philanthropist, whether you're supposed to be a, a rocket engineer, um, rocket scientist, um, geologist, I wanted to be a geologist. And so I started studying and had some disappointments and when I was younger and, and didn't get to meet this world-renowned geologist, I had met his ex-wife, uh, but also we were leaving the country where we were at at the same time. So it was a lot of moving parts. But in the back of my mind, I still haven't given up on pursuing some things in that field of geology, but I also realize, you know, now I have a family and there's a timing of things, but it doesn't mean I just quit on the things I believed and the things I was pursuing and studying rocks and minerals and sedimentary rock and all those things I was beginning to understand at the time and how to discover and where to find prehistoric rocks. But regardless, whatever your dream is, whatever your passion is, sometimes in our calling, there are some things where we have to pivot in life. And it's okay because we might feel like, man, I failed or this didn't work out. But then we find out later as we continue on, if we don't quit, that there's something ahead that we really desired more, but we didn't know it until we saw it. So never discount your situation, never discount where you're at. So hold on to everything that you're believing, everything that you know you're called to as entrepreneurs, as parents, like I said, as leaders, as spirit beings, as we've been called Yahweh himself, he breathed life into us. In the beginning, God breathed life as he created Adam before he became a living soul, nephesh, he breathed into him and he made him animated, became a living soul, a living being created after his image. So if we're created after God's image, guess what? There is nothing that we cannot do in the realm of what he's enabled us and empowered us to be able to do. It doesn't matter what things look like. It doesn't matter what things sound like. I want to encourage each of you. Nobody can tell you what you see better than you. Nobody can tell you how to do it better than you. You can have people to help you. You can even have mentors, but a mentor may not have been given a certain vision that you've been given. That vision is for you. You're the one that's going to have to fulfill it. You're the one that's going to have to walk it out throughout your lifetime and bring other people along to create new opportunities, to make life better for people, to create new jobs, to cut inefficiencies in manufacturing processes, to make products safer, to make food safer, all of these different things. You're the one, whoever you are listening, have been called to do what only you know you can do. And what it's going to require of you is your faith, Every man, Christ said, has been given a measure of faith. So whatever your faith level is, take that and do something with it. Don't be like the one servant with the one talent in Matthew where he um, buried his talent. He had one. There was other servants who had more. But he still entrusted him. He said he has the ability to take this and do something with it. I want to see what this servant's going to do with it. 
when the master left the house and went away on a long journey, he buried it because of fear of something that didn't happen because of fear. So it's like today we're dealing with inflation. Perfect example. Some people are burying their talents. They're taking their money. They just put in a savings account, no interest yielding, no investments, no nothing. In life, you have to take risk. Living and getting up each day is a risk. You're going to deal with some conflict challenge or maybe it's just a slow day. It doesn't go as the way you want. Maybe it's too cold, too hot, whatever the case might be. Your kids might be a little off that day. You might just not be feeling the day and just want to rest. But we have to get up and we got to get moving and go forward with what we do have. And so there's there's people who are burying their talents. It's like I was saying, the money and with deflation, the dollar's been devalued. So if you're not doing something with it, something's going to happen to it. So what are you doing with your gifts? What are you doing with your abilities to pursue your calling and fulfill the mandate on your life for that calling? And it's a step-by-step thing. It's daily, it's weekly, it's hourly. You never fully arrive there, but you come to a point of where you're walking and what you're called to walk in. But you first got to take the steps. You first got to head in that direction. You first got to look forward. You got to be determined not to be deterred to look to the left or to the right. Never, ever, ever give up. I've been told a lot of things in college. People told me to stop dreaming or you know, that the, yeah, well, what? And it's like, you know what? I can, all I can do is what I see and what I have, or all I can do is share to you what I'm seeing. I had people opportunities in college. I talked to people where they were like business people. And I told them to buy Apple when it was $12.43, talked to my professor about it. And the things I saw more on the fundamental side, because I'm more of a fundamentals guy, but I'm learning more about the technicals. And uh, anyway, sometimes we could be so technically minded we totally miss the opportunity of the moment and what's really happening. So I told people, I said, get, and I even wrote down at this one advisor firm, I wrote down a list of stocks and I told her because of what I could see in my research. And I said, you need to get these stocks. I don't know if she ever did, but she looked at me like perplexed. Why? I gave her my explanation. And one of them, I said, Apple, you need to get the stock. And Amazon might've been another one. I wasn't sure. Um, and I was still learning at the time I was in college and, uh, another person I knew, they said, well, you know, they have more experience in business. It had nothing to do with business. They're separate. There's one thing of business, another thing with investments, there's different type of investments. Well, the person I knew didn't take the $23,000 cash. He was about to put into a vehicle that was already devalued in an older model instead of putting it in the Apple. That was an opportunity that the opportunity came and guess what? The opportunity went. So whatever it is, don't let anybody deter you from what you see. Don't let anybody deter you from what you believe. Don't let anybody deter you and stop you from dreaming and believing. Things aren't gonna always go as planned. Just like I was saying about Apple, why well, I actually was trying to get an investment of $5,000 at the bank a couple times. Those things I had to learn about credit and, and whatnot. And, I was even trying to knock on my dad's door and say, hey, dad, look, I'll pay you the money back. Can I just get so much of this? I'm going to invest it. Apple's going to split eventually two or three, you know, shares per share and, and so forth. And uh, I kept getting turned down. I kept getting turned down. I kept getting turned down. Um, but it was OK. I was doing what I did know of taking advantage of the opportunity at the moment. There was things I didn't know 
that if I did know, I would have went a different route, but at least I pursued. And to this day, I pursue things. I knock on doors, do investments. I'm not everywhere where I want to be, but I'm somewhere better than I was before. And so never, ever give up. Never, ever, ever quit. I just want to emphasize that. And I want to share this with you. First Samuel chapter 15, uh, David. We all hear about David a lot, but there's many things we miss. There's so much in David's life. There's other books, but there's so much in David's life that has not been mentioned. So in 1 Samuel 15, Saul was rejected as king, right? Uh, because of some things he, he did, something real simple God told him to do in annihilating and getting rid of everything of a people that they had victory over. But Saul held something back and held a person back. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. And because of that, it ended up causing some disruption and affecting things, both even in David's kingdom. But David ended up being called as a young boy of about 17 years old, and he was the youngest of all his seven brothers. And they looked at him like, who is this? And he got, you know, of course, get flack and whatnot. But David, from the time he was um, in chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 16, and when he was anointed and called by Samuel, God had Samuel go and find his dad, Jesse. He was anointed at about 17. It wasn't until 23 years later, at the age of 30, when David finally took his rightful place as king. Saul chased him, who he served and loved and honored. He, Saul chased David at one point when he realized David was going to be king in his place. He was grieved and he was tormented by evil spirit because he disobeyed God. David was rejected by people when he was on the run. Nabal, whose name means foolish, said some crazy stuff to David and rejected him when his time of need, even when he was out there, him and his men were in the fields protecting their animals and protecting his men so nobody got hurt. He didn't have any losses. And that, that really upset David. But Abigail came as an intercessor on behalf of her husband, even though she knew he was foolish, but not to have more blood on David's hands because he was a warrior by that time. But David never quit. He never gave up, gave up. But he also never dishonored Saul, who was still called and anointed by God himself. Yahweh called Saul to be king, and he still had to fulfill his role before he ultimately died in battle. But it took a while. And nowadays, we, we will blame people. I'm sure many of you have been blamed or accused of, well, because you did this, this didn't happen. That person don't have two cents to say anything. No one knows it, even those well-meaning. Sometimes our parents mean well, our uncles, our grandparents, or friends many times, or coworkers, other business associates. They see we falter, make a mistake, and or they say we should be at this place. How do you know that? My father told me a long time, he said, you know, things could have been worse or they could have been better or you could have had this. You could have been a professional tennis player, but then maybe crash, something happened and you died and you could not be here. But his whole point was because he's given me a lot of extreme <laughs> analogies over the years, but he's also keeping it real where sometimes in life, what we're going to go through are disappointments and setbacks that they don't go your way. But the fact that we're here is the blessing in it all. 
And in the midst of those challenges, we can learn from all of these things. So I just want to encourage each of you. I know I gave some little nuances and details, but just want to encourage you, no matter what's going on, even with the economy, there's always opportunity, especially when there's a huge downturn in the economy. We should know from the 2000s, 1999, 2000, when we had the dot-com crash to 2007, 2008, 2009 in particular, people lost homes. Even a lot of real estate agents I met, they end up renting. And I, I never really thought of that perspective of happening to, um, you know, just a disruption, disruption with COVID. I've talked to people who they've had a lot of challenges and they've lost a lot and gone through a lot. Our family's gone through different things with our, our family members to those who have flourished in the midst of the pandemic or other challenges and downturns, even in the 1920s, even in the 1980s with the gas crisis. So my thing to encourage you is those who see opportunity will have their eyes wide open. And so as you're pursuing your calling, these times of crisis can be some of the greatest times of opportunity for what you're called to do that only you can do. But you have to be still and continue to trust and continue to pursue and not give up. You got to be tenacious, full of tenacity. I mean, that's how this life is sometimes. People will tear you down. People don't want to see you succeed. People just don't understand and think you just messed up and they don't know the future, but they're determining the outcome by past events. How does that happen? They're not God, so they can't say. So get around those who are encouraging you, those who inspire you, read books that are positive and uplifting, and also be focused as well. I've been learning that over a long period of time, struggled with my, my capacity to be able to give and to see needs in a special way, to meet the needs and minister to people and be a blessing to them, but also where I am not their savior. I am not even my own savior. Christ the Lord is my savior, Yeshua himself. So we all need help. We all need support. So just know you do what you can do. And Yahweh, the father will provide all the tools, the right people in the right place at the right time to help you in your time of need. So keep pursuing, keep dreaming and keep believing because what you're called to do, that is for you and nobody can take it away. Even if you've had ideas stolen, uh, people try to get in your way and stop you and hinder you. Don't let that be a hindrance and don't let it be. Even if you fell down 10 times, 20 times, I don't care. Get back up and keep going because I believe in you. And Yahweh, he believes in you because he knows what he put inside of you better than you do. So you owe it to yourself, your family, your community, your loved ones, your supporters, whoever you might be, whether you're a major YouTuber going through a challenge, whether you're a great entertainer, whether you're like some athletes right now are dealing with COVID and, you know, expressing their right to either get a shot or not get a shot. We're all in different places and different capacities, but everybody across the board is dealing with different challenges. So just know I believe in you. I believe in your calling and what God has called you to do. Go and you do it and you believe it, envision it, see it, speak it, dream it. You don't know what to do next. You cry out to him and say, Father, show me what the next steps are. I've done everything else that I know to do at this point. And then be still. It's okay. Some things take time. I've said this before on one of my podcasts, but the journey where I'm at now, 
had a great meeting today on a very, very special project. That's a national project and ultimately international. Um, but it's been a long journey. It's been about nine years. And I've had a, a huge support base. My four kids, my beautiful wife, and my business partner along the way that I've been able to trust. And uh, we're about helping people and making lives better, improving lives, generating revenue. And I'm excited. Had a great meeting today. We finally finished the stage with a few roadblocks that should have taken about a couple of weeks to no more than three weeks. Took about six weeks or more. But we don't quit and we'll never quit because my kids are watching. My wife is believing I got to take care of her and the kids. But also the deposits that you leave when you fulfill each stage of your calling. Because there's in stages, just like a timeline in business, there's stages. So just keep believing, keep pursuing, and know that I believe in you, and you are amazing, and you be the best version of you you can be in the midst of this journey. And don't ever let anybody tell you what you can or can't do. And as I tell my kids, can't, never could. So let's pray real quick. Father, I just thank you for the listeners on this podcast. I miss my wife, of course, wanted her voice to be here. But nonetheless, I thank you, Father, that you are here with me and my wife is here in spirit. And I thank you for all these listeners that you would bless them, even their marriages, bless their relationships, their business partnerships and their jobs and the position of leadership on their jobs and in their business, wherever they're at, even if there's slow moments, just show them where there's new opportunities, show them where there is continued hope for growth, show them where they are already further than they've ever been before. Show them where they've accomplished things that they were believing for and they may not have seen it. Show them where that you are in the midst and that their calling is a special calling and how to continue to be creative with it and grow and, and any skill sets, tools, anything they need, Father, I just ask you to meet them right now. And for anyone who does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would just cry out to him right now, right where they're at. They don't have to go to an altar at a building at a church somewhere, but be right there where you're at, right in the midst right now, that they would just acknowledge Christ as their Lord and Savior and that they need him and that he died on the cross for their sins and that you rose again on the third day and that you're seated at the right hand of the Father who right now is watching and listening and that you would just save them, Father God, through and through and minister to their need right where they're at and that they don't have to be perfect because they'll never be perfect, but you're the one who perfects and completes us. And when Christ comes back on that day, then we'll be like you. But until then, we thank you, Father, for just continuing to minister to our needs and giving us songs of joy and deliverance. And we thank you for your salvation, that according to Psalm 91, that you show us daily as we know your name. So we thank you, Father, and we bless you in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right, guys, until next time, God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. May the Lord just be gracious to you. He turned his face towards you. May he just show you favor. May he give you peace. May his hand go before you, his presence protect you, that he him you before and behind. Until next time, thank you and unwind. God bless you.